0: Hey there, before we talk to Buzz, let's talk about our Amazon link at bobseska.com. If you're a parent of teen girls and you're looking for a way to explain to them about abortion and the right to choose, Go to Amazon right now through our Amazon link just beneath the logo at bobsesco.com to purchase Kimberly Johnson's young adult novel, Peyton's Choice. It's the story of a 12th grader who loses her virginity and gets pregnant in the process. It's all about relationships, a girl's place in the world, and a right to choose that's increasingly endangered in the age of Trump. Again, search for Peyton's Choice* by Kimberly Johnson through our Amazon link. Just click the all caps links beneath the logo and you're all set. Using our link will take you to the front page of Amazon where you shop as normal, but because you used our link, we receive a small commission on some of your purchases. Thanks for shopping through our Amazon link. And now... Let the cartoons begin.
2: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorable. Never give up. Never surrender. This is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. You're a lawyer, for God's sake. How, how the hell can you let this shit go through? No, this. Nixon can't say that. Well, you did say it, sir. Never. I didn't say that. I never said that about Jews. Makes me sound like Nancy anti well, we can check the tapes again. No need to check the tapes. I know what I said. Look this. You lost your mind. Nixon can't... Look, Al. Nixon can't say this. Nixon. 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 we well, can't say that.
0: We could delete it. We're doing the best we can, sir. Well, it's not good enough. Well, would you have us um, black it out, sir? Well, we could. We could write expletive deleted. Can all yes, these
2: goddamn Jesus Christ,
0: child. Jesus. Mr. President, don't you see that all these uh, deletion marks in the transcript make it look as though you... <laughs> You do nothing but swear.
2: So is my mother's memory. You think I want the whole goddamn world to see my mother like this? Raising a dirty mouth?
0: Well, we can start against her, but it. it means uh, we don't really have the staff to do that. Then
2: start over. Just start over. The world will see only when I show them. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska
0: Show. I don't know why I find that clip so hilarious. Just the frantic scribbling, and (laughs) Nixon crying about his mommy. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, May 21, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest soap ever. Hi, my name is Bob, what's up? Hello, Bob. Day 852 of the Trump crisis, day 13 of the constitutional crisis, 532 days. Until the 2020 presidential election, don't tell Trump he thinks it's tomorrow. He's already evaluating his opponents, thinking, "Ah, oh, shit, it's going to be Biden tomorrow, and then I can beat Biden, and then I'll be president again for another 16 years, maybe." <laughs> oh, look right over there—it's TV's Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Oh, it's so—it's
2: so darkly funny in here. <laughs>
0: Listen to that movie. That movie. Damn. I'm the only person on yeah. this planet who watches Oliver Stone's Nixon as a comedy. Oh, no. As it's well, it's
2: it's a dark comedy. That's yeah, a, that's exactly what it is. So I, <laughs> it's only fitting at, at this. Time. Damn it, damn it, damn it! I'm so upset today. I was supposed to have lunch with Bob Mueller, but it looks like he stood me up again. Uh, he, he says he wants someplace more private. It's been that kind of week, Bob. I had a, yeah. Yesterday, I had to go to court for a speeding ticket, and I lost. Mm-hmm. The judge says I have to pay the fine, but I'm not sure I do since he was clearly appointed by Obama. That's right. I forgot yeah. about that. That's yeah. true. So you get you, you get off the ticket that way. <laughs> God damn it. That's how that's, so that goes. Uh, shit. Uh, well, you know mainly, what? mainly, I just hope Grumpy Cat is happy now.
0: Um, <laughs> just too soon. I think it's too soon to even joke about Probably. losing Grumpy Cat.
2: Yeah, I, I, we'll edit that out. <laughs> okay. Pretend. It sounds good. We'll never speak of this again. <laughs>
0: All right, shit. You know what? You're totally on board with impeachment now. I'm I'm happy to yeah. uh, welcome you aboard uh, to the uh, in, impeachment train. Thank you. As Thank I you will uh,
2: discuss on on my show on Thursday, uh, this is my little tiny Walter Cronkite moment. Yeah. Uh, Walter Cronkite uh, declared uh, one night on the news, "He, was the most trusted man in America." I'm mm-hmm. far from that. Yeah. I, I know that. I'm I'm but an ant compared to him. But. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing a similar thing in my own small little ant world, and that is that uh, one night he said, you know what, America is losing the war in Vietnam, and I say we get out of it and get out of it now. Well, we didn't get out of it now, but that instantly turned the tide in America. Uh, And it was an unusually editorial stance for uh, an anchorman, Uh, especially one who had played it very, very straight all his career from his time as a war correspondent in World War II uh, up through his uh, near-retirement days as anchor of the CBS Evening News. And at one point he just drew the line and said, you know, I've been there, I've seen it, I've reported on it, and I've concluded that we've lost this war. And we must get out immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, when the president, uh, Linda Johnson at the time, heard that, he he knew it was over. Now, this president doesn't even hear me or anyone else for that matter, but especially not me. Yeah. But uh, I, this is the moment in my career where I just completely break away from any pretense of of, of, of trying to be fair. Because to, to be fair at this point is is to make a deal with the devil. I mean, I just, I can't. I can't do that. There is no other side, in my opinion, and and so this is the moment I'm saying we must impeach. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that's my. We must get out of Vietnam, and and that we are uh, otherwise losing that war. Yeah, Uh, and and so this is my moment for throwing a flag on that and saying, uh, this is this is it. This is where, I you know, this is where I just stop. Pretending anymore mm-hmm. that there's any other way to do this. Yeah, uh, you know it's been interesting to see the pressure build. I'm sure we'll talk about that.
0: Oh yeah, sure, sure. And it's much more meaningful, I think, that you've been so prudent for so long, and now yeah. you're taking this posture. It gives it more weight. It gives it more gravity. That uh, to a few people. Anyway. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, still, <laughs> it's important, and and you have a considerable audience, and this show has a considerable audience, and there are people who follow along and and take a tip off of what we say on this show, and and you, I think, have been. Quite uh, pragmatic and measured about your opinions, be, not only in yeah. terms of impeachment, just in terms of the overall investigation, and that's valuable because because <laughs> I tend to lean on the panic button, especially now. <laughs>
2: I guess I'm, I guess you could say I am leaning on the panic button, but I but I I feel like I waited until I was really sure there was a fire before pulling the alarm, mm-hmm. and 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 it certainly appeared you know there was smoke, there were embers, uh, but but uh, now I see flames, and yeah. uh, now we got to get the fire department in here, uh, and and I just don't think we can wait any longer. Uh, Yeah that's I think that's the sum of it
0: Well I think this train has left the station I think we're careening toward an impeachment process And I think Nancy Pelosi is going to see that Writing on the wall Uh, certainly today In in private meetings with the Democratic leadership In the House uh, she was under Significant pressure apparently At least five members of Pelosi's leadership team Pressed her during a closed Door leadership meeting to allow The House Judiciary Committee to start an impeachment Inquiry yeah and and good luck To me because I can't say the word inquiry Very easily (laughs) Inquiry, in, in, inquiry. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. It's up.
2: it's an obvious word, Bob. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <It's>, I know. <laughs> I know. And I, I wonder where you got that, but I I think I know. But that, we'll we'll have that conversation another day. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, some words are are. Uh, yeah, oh, words, oh no! As, See, I know. I finally as,
0: just got that joke. I finally as, got. i ob- obviously
2: very <laughs> very inside. Yes, it joke. is. Yes, yeah. it is. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's clear at this point. Uh, there. They're really is no longer any choice. Uh, uh, she's put this off. I you know, I've been with her all the way and and I still re- support and respect yeah, her. Yeah, me too. me too. I just think that now she has to do it. Now she has to because it, I mean it it's ultimately and this is the, you were talking about there's so many directions to go and forgive me, but you were talking about the uh, five uh, top members of her caucus who yeah. were urging her to launch impeachment hearings well, she also got a phone call yesterday from Jerry Nadler, the chairman of the Judiciary Judiciary Committee. Now I can't obviously, talk. Yeah, obviously I mispronounced that word. Uh, but uh, she got a call from Judiciary Chairman uh, Gerald Nadler no, or, oh, or Nadler. We'll edit. We're going to we're going to clean this up so nicely in editing you won't believe it.
0: I have an uh, inquiry about your position on Jerry Nadler.
2: <laughs> there you go. I, I don't know. It's uh, there are, give me 2D's. I feel better. Yeah, but, there you go. Uh, at any rate, uh, this is a very important call because right. he, it is his committee that would launch impeachment hearings. It mm-hmm. is ultimately up to him. However, there is a uh, smart tradition that you get the blessing of the House Speaker before you, as Judiciary Committee Chairman, go off on that on that mm-hmm. particular bent. And uh, he has not gotten that blessing yet, but he still has that option. This is—I can't think of greater pressure on Pelosi than this phone call from Nadler. Yep. <laughs> knocking at her door. Right. Say, hey, impeachment guy here. Can I help you <laughs> exactly. with anything? Yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, the pressure is enormous at this point. I don't see how she can withstand it even no. another 24 no. hours.
0: And I appreciate her strategy. I understand yeah. what her strategy is. I disagree Respect. with her strategy just because from a point right. of view of wanting to push this process along because I see the urgency of it. I see the urgency of having a compromised uh, Russian agent in the White House. And 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 again, you know, there are so many things that need to be revealed in all of this, and I think an impeachment inquiry will help us get there, especially yeah. when it comes to the uh, counterintelligence information that I know Adam Schiff has been trying to get his hands on, trying to get a briefing from the FBI about all of that. We don't know yeah. anything along those lines, and in fact, it's the most desperate aspect of this entire investigation. You know, with nancy pelosi i think that for the longest time leading up to uh the past couple of months i -hmm. think nancy pelosi was preparing to just deal with the results of the Mueller investigation and anything that might uh, circulate around that um maybe some of the things involving puerto rico and so on some of the other egregious abuses of power by donald trump i don't think she ever anticipated That Donald Trump was going to obstruct justice in plain sight by ordering his people not to submit to subpoenas and so on, not to provide Congress with document requests, uh, to do all of these things, to block Don McGahn from going down to the Hill and testifying there, Uh, even to the point of Robert Mueller, for some reason. Again, I'm going back, and this may be where yeah. I'm, I'm just no, I'm, I'm just ahead either. of you. Oh, you're on. You're with me on this with Robert yeah. Mueller, huh? Yeah, now I am. Yes. Okay, because I, man, I'm 100 on board with the, this mantra. Where is Mueller? Mueller? Why isn't Mueller stepping up? At this point, we're finding out that yeah, he's really quibbling over the details of his testimony. He's not marching up there as he should, as with any uh, government official who is requested by Congress to go up to the hill and testify. I mean, whether it's like my dad, my dad has testified on the Hill on many occasions back in the right. 90s, uh you know, all the way up to top level officials. Why is Robert Mueller dragging his feet on this? Well, the explanation that we're getting now is that he's concerned about looking political, which to me is a big, big What's ass it matter, Bob? Out? You're
2: retired. Go, go, you know, get a, <laughs> right. throw, up a ham- throw up a hammock between two trees in Maryland. Just take a. You know, relax after this. But right now, we need your testimony. Yeah, and 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 I just don't understand. What's he worried about his future career? Is that <laughs> is that true. is that Bob Mueller's concern? Maybe I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he has a future career. Maybe he does. Maybe I've underestimated him. But uh, haven't you just about done it all? Yeah. When, when you've done what he's done, uh, and this is over. Uh, they've been negotiating for some time, and and I took that as a good sign that Mueller was, uh, you know, working out the details, like uh, how long he would be questioned and maybe what sorts of questions he would be asked uh, to a certain degree. Uh, But uh, this business of not wanting significant parts of his testimony to be public, and that's what the breakdown in talks is uh, now between the Democrats and Mueller, is how much of what he will say to Congress will be public. And Congress finds his proposal on that unacceptable. And uh, that's... uh, I, I'm worried for Congress. I hope they're not being too picky. I don't know exactly what their parameters are, but I'm much more upset at Mueller for not clearly not wanting yeah. now wow. <laughs> to to defend his own work, yeah. which he knows has he's even objected to bar about it being twisted and yet he's passing on an opportunity to clear the record? Yeah. I, I I don't understand this. I really don't.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm marking the time and date. It is yeah. uh, May 21, 2019. It one forty seven p.m. on uh, on a Tuesday. <laughs> and Buzz Burbank is lining up with Sarah Kenzior from the <laughs> <laughs> Castlet Nation on the Mueller front. And you know what? It's not surprising in the slightest because what other conclusion can we draw in all of this? I mean, CNN reporting just today Uh, Special Counsel Robert Mueller's team has expressed reticence to him testifying publicly in front of the House Judiciary Committee. First of all, why is it his team? I guess he's got lawyers. I guess his lawyers are advising him now. Robert Mueller has lawyers or a team to say when he can Mm -hmm. and can't testify. This is according to sources familiar with the matter. His team, once again, there it is, his team... Are those his other prosecutors? No, I.
2: I well, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'd have to see the bigger context of this. They yeah. may just be referring to his own personal team of attorneys representing him on this yeah, matter. Uh, I know that there were talks to have members of his investigative team uh, join him at the witness table yeah. uh, for that testimony. So I, I'd have to look at the bigger context or... Yeah. Maybe I missed something in there, but uh, I'm not sure which team that refers to. I'm assuming it's his immediate legal personal team.
0: Probably so. It basically says here his team has expressed that he does not want to appear political. One option is to have him testify behind closed doors, which uh-huh. is unacceptable. Uh, but certain caution, numerous uh, options are being considered in the negotiations between the committee and the special counsel's team. Nadler has called for public testimony. Of course he has, because it needs to be public testimony. See, I don't get this. Uh, You know, again, the framing of of Robert Mueller from the beginning is, this guy's a Boy Scout. This guy plays by the book. Well, when the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee says, we need you to come down and testify about the report you wrote, a patriot, someone who plays by the book, says... Sure, when do you need me? And that person appears on the Hill and, and testifies in public, like Hillary Clinton did for 11 hours. Right. right. Now, she didn't have,
2: uh, I don't think she had as much, uh, I'm not sure she had as much constitutionality to defend, if that makes any sense, As much as, as much... A law and order to defend yeah. there uh, yeah. as, as Mueller did. He had a, he had a, another responsibility. He had another master mm-hmm. uh, to whom he really did need to answer. I, I I find it astounding that some compromise couldn't be met. I f- yeah. find it. I find this makes Mueller seem uncooperative mm-hmm. uh, to not find that middle ground. I, I swear it baffles me as to why he would pass up an opportunity to clarify his misinterpreted report. Yeah. One that is, uh, uh, you know, I, I can't believe I'm astounded at the speed at which uh, Mueller's report was turned around and sold to the American public to be exactly the opposite of what it is, yep. and that that has become accepted fact in a majority of America. How do we unring that bell? I don't know. It's, it's a terrifying thing. It concerns me greatly.
0: Yeah, well, we've seen on many, many occasions, especially in situations with special counsels, that, uh, y- y- you know, we can compare Robert Mueller to Patrick Fitzgerald, or we can compare Robert Mueller to Ken Starr, or uh, Archibald Cox, or Jaworski. I mean, we can go down the line of special counsels throughout history. And what we have seen is a series of special counsels who have had no problem updating the public in the form of press conferences during their actual investigations. Now, Robert Mueller... Well, I mean, I I give Robert Mueller... The benefit of the doubt when it comes right. to that, I, I appreciate the fact that he didn't stick himself out uh, in the forefront like James Comey may have beforehand and Ken undermined Star. his own investigation, yeah, or Ken Starr for that matter, really emphasizing the politics of all of that. But right. now that it's over, now we're now we're uh, two months since the report actually dropped so, and was handed yeah. down to uh, uh, Bill Barr numerous questions, numerous misrepresentations, accusations of those misrepresentations coming from Mueller's own office, and -hmm. yet Mueller is resistant to not only hold a press conference, which would have been a piece of cake the day after the bar memo came out or whatever, sometime within close proximity of us actually getting the report, And uh, he refuses to do that, and he's refusing, or at least stonewalling, dragging his feet on this as the Republic gets torn down Mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. this maniac, yeah. this illegitimate and corrupt president in the White House who is flaunting the rule of law, who is... The diso- House. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the
2: House is on fire, and he's a fireman, and he's not doing anything. Yep. I, listen, I you mentioned benefit of the doubt. If I'm guilty of anything, it's that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not ashamed to say that I may have been and was probably and may prove to be wrong about Robert Mueller, uh, you know, but I did what you mentioned. I gave him the benefit of the doubt, and I actually respected much of how he conducted himself uh, up to a point. And then what yeah. the hell happened? We've known all along, on one hand, that he's a straight-arrow prosecutor. That's the, the rap from both Republicans and Democrats who've known him and worked with him for years and years. And at the same time, we also know he's a conservative man and a Republican. And was that was that the final straw for him was that was that the determining factor yeah. on where he would come to i don't know it's 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 all a great mystery. There's only one way to find out, and that's to get his testimony. And that can be compelled; he can be forced to testify. Uh, we've we've seen some success. I, you know, this executive ar- uh, executive privilege argument, I don't think is going to hold up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I hope not. It should not. And you know, it's funny. Executive privilege has only been around for like what 50 years, maybe less. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not in the Constitution. It's not a law. It's just a thing that we've kind of done this way and that's you know that's really not how government government is not run by things that we've just kind of done that way you know that's generally we rely on things like old you know laws and that sort of (laughs) That sort of thing.
0: My, my concern in all of this is, of course, in the absence of normalcy, you can only go to lean toward the abnormal. And when I start to see maneuvers like this, like we're hearing from uh, Robert Mueller's quote-unquote team uh, with excuses as to why we haven't heard testimony from him yet. And by the way, none of that report from CNN said anything about executive privilege. Just wanted to denote that because that's what I was concerned about. The reason he didn't appear a couple of Wednesdays right. ago, I thought, was because trump asserted executive privilege over the entire That's Mueller report
2: another weird thing about this Mueller is seems yeah. to be going his own way despite all this in other words he's yeah. not listening to democrats he's not listening to the white house he's he's carving his own path here and maybe and it's no longer a benefit of the doubt i'm just uh, mathematical odds there's a pinch of a chance that uh, maybe he does know what he's doing here uh, it but it looks awfully awfully bad and you're right the house is on fire. He's a fireman. He's standing there with his hands in his pockets. That's not helping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's
0: just not helping. And again, I go to why. I want to know why. Yeah, well, and this, not, not wanting to appear a political to me isn't uh, an excuse good enough to commensurate not with anymore. the nature not of ne- the emergency.
2: Not now that the report is written. And yeah. The investigation, his part of the investigation is over. No, they, you know. And so it doesn't matter if he's political or not. This is a matter of law and order, which he's supposed to be all about. So, you know... Get the Mm -hmm. hell into the witness chair and and talk.
0: Yeah, you know, again, I couple this with some of the ambiguities that we see in the report, whether it's about obstruction of justice or whether or not, or or why he didn't pursue uh, the money trail, why he didn't pursue the the counterintelligence investigation, handing it back to the FBI, you know, why uh, there was uh, the conflict between collusion and conspiracy, but yet all of these instances of collusion are outlined in Volume 1. You know, there are lots of different things that I'm kind of mixing in together. And I'm wondering if all of this leads to the conclusion. And again, I'm just spitballing this because, in Uh absence of a normal explanation, all I can do is go to the abnormal. And and Uh what my question is is Robert Mueller perhaps locked into this cultural thing? Part of of the
2: conspiracy. Well,
0: or Bill Barr. You know how Bill Barr, I think Bill Barr is locked into the Red Hat Trump cultural. Uh, possible aspect, uh, you know what I mean? Hard, hard to say, yeah. hard to say.
2: But at the same time, and this makes it all the more confusing, I mean, uh, why did Mueller then include so many clear and specific law violations yeah. for Congress to follow up on? If he was going to, if his perp- if the purpose of those conclusions and non-conclusions was to blur, you know, to muddy the water, uh, he used an awful lot of clear water before adding the mud uh there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of clear pieces of evidence in there of criminality yeah. uh even in terms of possible collusion but most especially in the, the second part about obstruction of justice uh he why why so many breadcrumbs if he didn't want Trump to be punished. I right. it doesn't make sense to me.
1: Right.
0: Well, the other explanation that I can kind of conjure, I can kind of see the possibility in it. Although I think it's it's quite obscure. It's quite a, a distant uh, possibility in all of this. But the thing is. I wonder if people who have seen the evidence and who have spent time talking to the witnesses and the people on Mueller's team, maybe Nancy Pelosi, maybe the heads of the uh, the intelligence uh, uh, committees in the, the House mm-hmm. and the Senate, if there's something in this that should make us not worry as much or not feel as, as urgent as we feel. We need to know if you're thinking, well, the reason we're slow walking this is because there's really just a lot of nothing here. Then tell us there's a lot of nothing. What we're hearing is a lot of disaster in action. We're seeing a slow motion train wreck that happens to be getting faster and faster as time goes on. And if there's something to mitigate that sense of sheer panic among those Uh of us who have been following this story, tell us, let us know
2: why that is. Please, please, kind sir,
0: please. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly right. I mean, so and again, we're only barely scratching the surface at this point uh, in terms of everything else that's happening in this story, and we're going to get to a lot of these uh, details as the crazy. as the show
2: rolls on. It's it's like if you were uh, imagine all the, each one of the stories you've seen this barrage of news. I mean, just in, yeah. uh, today, uh, the the Cohen revelation. Uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, that we we find out uh, the U.S. intercepted six. Russian warplanes yesterday. How how does, what? what? I mean, and and this stuff, and this, it had been like a half a dozen headlines like that just, you know, in the first half of today. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and and it's it's just constantly raining down. This has to stop. This must stop. And it all goes back to one guy the guy everybody talks about every day because that's the way he wants it and that's the way he keeps it stirred up mm-hmm. and this too must stop yep this is this is this division of america is just irritated it's a wound that's irritated more every day and he's the irritant. He's the sand and the disease that gets into that wound. Yeah. And, and it's it, it has to stop
0: now. And, and the main thing, I think, and, and I think this uh, transcends politics. The main thing that needs to happen right now is that all of the leadership involved with the entire Russia investigation, the Russian attack from top to bottom, mm-hmm. whether it's Mueller, Pelosi, Schiff, Nadler, etc., The traitors. Are- th- yeah, the entire... Yeah. Group yes. of, of traitors, the tre- of course. The treasonous conf- all of yeah. the conflicted Democrats. Conflicted uh, yeah, treasonous
2: right. Democrats.
0: Yeah. I mean, what they really need to do is mm-hmm. take advice from that Ron Silver scene in uh, in the <laughs> West in the West Wing that I play all the time, in which Ron Silver says, Democrats, stop cowering in the corner screaming, please don't hit me. Mm-hmm. That you mm-hmm. need to take a stand. And I swear to God, anyone who might claim that, oh, you're just playing politics, Nancy Pelosi, or oh, you're just playing politics takes robert muller those people are going to change their opinion or have a different opinion from the get-go if you just own your opinion if you just take a posture and say you know what we're proceeding this way god damn it and you figure lead. out it. you tell me lead. why i shouldn't <laughs> lead
2: yes. yeah lead that's that's maybe what you're supposed to be doing uh, look yeah. uh, you know and, and you hear all these arguments against impeachment like well, it, it, for one thing, it'll never work uh, because it won't get by the Senate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember, if, if you with the impeachment hearings, you put this stuff on television and more and more stuff comes out, and it's on TV this time, which will also be on social media. You know how those clips turn out. Yeah. And, and so this is going to get around, and some shocking things are going to be presented to the American people that they have not confronted yet or have not been confronted with so far. Yeah. For whatever reason, maybe they weren't paying attention put it on TV and subsequently the Internet, and uh, they will pay attention. Yeah. And and uh, there came a point, and people say it'll never get by the Senate. Not as things stand now, and maybe you're right. However, in 1974, the U.S. Senate, uh, Republicans therein, majority of them giving uh, Nixon everything he wanted, backing everything he did. And then in three weeks, three short weeks, they turned around and only five uh, Republican senators were still supporting him. It can happen that fast, folks. It, it's that. It's just that quick. Once it happens, they will stick with Trump until they don't. And yep. the House Democrats can make that moment come sooner mm-hmm. uh, if they if they dive into these impeachment hearings. That's that's one argument against impeachment that's false. The other false argument against impeachment is oh, it's going to cost us twenty twenty. People want us focused on on health care and. Uh, climate and and wages and uh, of course they do that is their own personal number one priority yeah but uh, that will all be made a hella easier if we get rid of trump uh and 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 uh, i think i think saving democracy takes just slight precedent over health care at the moment as yeah. i think it takes over every other Terrible, horrible, important thing in the news, yeah. uh, and and so there's this fear. There's been this fear among Democratic leaders that oh, if we pursue impeachment, people won't like us, <laughs> and they won't they won't vote for us <laughs> yeah. in 2020. And but, but what what about this? What about this? Is this possible? Is it possible they won't see you as leaders and they won't like you for uh, not for, because you didn't take a stand? Is it possible that because you didn't lead, because you were weak, and you didn't fight back, that you just rolled over and let it all happen, yeah. uh, even down to the election? Is that is that gonna stir up the, the voters to to vote for you? I, I heard somebody say, and I, I think this is true: uh, a lot of Democrats just won't turn out mm-hmm. if the Democrat leaders in Washington, Democratic leaders in Washington, don't step up and take action is that a risk you want to take and the other thing is well what if donald trump wins well we didn't think he'd win the first time but that that could happen no matter how this goes Uh, but it's less likely as uh, not only has he lost a lot of his base but you put this stuff on tv and impeachment hearings and uh he's he comes out battered and bruised
0: first of all i was i was chuckling at your use of the word hella which i thought was was perfect (laughs) thank you Uh, yeah
2: i like to i want to make sure i connect with the kids okay (laughs)
0: Well, the other thing is, you know, as far as... Uh, this whole idea of impeachment being a non-starter because there aren't votes in the Senate. Right. Every single piece of legislation that Nancy Pelosi has passed in the House, there aren't Mm. enough votes to pass it in the Senate. Sorry, that's an across-the-board thing. You don't get to make decisions based on what the other chamber is going to do or not going to do. You pass your agenda based on what you can do at that moment, and that includes passing articles of impeachment when you have the votes, when there is momentum along those lines. So, I just, I don't buy this fact that, well, you know, it's going to fail in the He's not going to be convicted in the Senate, so why bother? Well, guess what? All of this shit that Nancy Pelosi has passed is going to fail. The other thing is, you know, going back to Robert Mueller and the politics excuse, obviously this new story, and and again, I think it's uh, CNN. I haven't seen any further confirmation, but regardless, CNN is reporting that Robert Mueller is balking because he doesn't want to be seen as political. Well, guess what? Leaving so much for the Congress yeah. to yep. investigate, uh-huh. made it political. It already is political, Robert Mueller. Uh, and right. so step up and pursue this. God damn it. Yeah. Sleep in the bed that you have made. You have left all of these loose threads <laughs> up to Congress to investigate. He's such a
2: tease. He's he really, such a tease. Really is, I'll never date him again. He's such a tease. <laughs> That's
0: right. Yeah, I, I want
2: to... I've been... Advised by some not to talk about Watergate because well, that was such a different time, you know. They had yeah. everybody had like three TV channels, and and uh, uh there was no internet, and there was yeah. no uh, Instagram or Facebook or anything else. It was a very different time, so yeah. whatever worked in the Watergate area won't work now. Disagree. As I said just a moment ago, I think uh, the best of that stuff ends up on the Internet and on social media anyway. So I, I'm not worried about that part of it, and I don't think that really applies. What happened? Why did the, the Republican Senate turn around on Nixon so quickly in 74? Well, because for the first time, see, Trump's been a gravy train for Republicans up to this point. It's just one hand washes the other. It's just been going great. Uh, Never mind all the carnage along the side of the road. (laughs) But uh, the moment, the second, the split second he becomes their political liability, Mm -hmm. that embarrassing hearings on TV could make him, they will bail on him like rats off a ship. use that again uh this don't stop this goes back to stop saying we're screwed. stop saying there's no hope. stop saying we're going to fail because it doesn't have to be that way. no, it doesn't have to be that way. We will only fail if we give up. we will only fail if we shoot at each other instead of the enemy. That's how we will fail or we don't have to yeah. I mean, yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, I was just going to say, I mean, across the board, we have facts on our side. We have science on our side. We have the investigatory conclusions on our side. All we need to do is to own them, going back to what I was saying before. I mean, that's what I think a lot of uh, districts in the 2016 election fell away from the Democrats because the Democrats didn't own their positions. Because Donald Trump, on the other hand, did own his positions as Mm -hmm, fucked up as they were. He owned them every single word of everything he was proposing. He owned it. And you know what? If he can get away with just owning bullshit, we can win many, many more elections by owning the truth and staying tough.
2: De- Democrats need a, a drill sergeant. Oh, like uh, Army Irvy. Uh, they, they, they yeah, f- full 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 metal jacket. Yeah. They need. They, Democrats need a, a drill a drill sergeant yeah. who says, uh, you know, suck it up, Major Fat Body, uh, <laughs> and 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 gets us off our asses. And that's actually the phrase he used. I, I think. I think and, so. And, 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 and uh, uh, you know, and so it, I, we need that kind of because we we are a little weak that way, and I'm I'm part of that. You know, I realize, it. but we we got to do something about that. There's the title of the show, ladies and gentlemen. I just heard it being typed.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, thank you. I, uh, uh,
2: but this I is the in point. In, it. in all seriousness, uh, party above politics. We have been uh, so judgmental, and rightly so, of the Republicans. For constantly putting party above politics, is this the moment where we say, "Well, never mind how history will judge us or what's right or wrong. The important thing is that we win in 2020. Mm. Party above politics. That's party right. above, yeah. You know, uh, party above patriotism in this case." Uh, well, that that cannot stand, no. and we must not commit the same crime that the Republicans uh, have. That and uh, and a, a, a sergeant who will whip us into shape.
0: <laughs> That's true, right? And you know Justin Amash, uh, who uh-huh. or Amish. I have always said Amash. Amash. Amash yes. Yeah. Uh, another crack in the facade on the Republican side, which I think is crucial. Yeah. Uh,
2: and you know we, we've went, It's been fun to watch the story develop because uh, it goes from being a big deal to not a very big deal to be a yeah. big deal to not a very big deal as we learn more <laughs> and that's the funny thing about sort of developing news and breaking news is never jump to a conclusion on the first report that that's you've right. heard uh because as more facts come in uh the story changes and sometimes for and sometimes against and sometimes both as it had been in the case of this there were reasons at first to question uh justin amash for uh, being the first Republican to uh, say that Trump had committed impeachable offenses and that William Barr, his attorney general, had intentionally lied to the public about the Mueller report. That was, that was a, a big deal. And then, you know, you hear, well, he's uh, kind of a loner. Uh, he doesn't have any friends. Uh, he's always been uh, sort of anti-Trump. And uh, he's probably going to try to run for president as a Republican. So this sort of discredits him. And then we find out that he and then, you know, we get more of his statement. And he says, well, I was a member of the Tea Party. I joined the Tea Party, now the alleged Freedom Caucus, uh, because, uh, you know, I wanted lower taxes. But I I got in there and I found out all the boys in the club were really just there to hate on Obama. And when I saw that was their only real purpose, I I was kind of out. Yeah. You know, and and so and this, and you see there's an Iowa Republican who just flipped parties. I mean, he just he didn't even go independent. He had been like a, he'd been the longest serving Republican in Iowa politics. And he switched to Democrat because he can't take this anymore. We We are starting to see cracks. It counts more, of course, in in the Congress. But. Uh, and and so it may be a while before anybody follows suit, but it's still significant that Amash uh, came out with this statement.
0: You know, here's a possibility, Buzz, with Robert Mueller. That's yeah. Uh, that just has now popped into my head, yeah, which I is mean, here that. To hear. Yeah, um, maybe he is resisting. In order to present the patina that he's not going to be, that he's not this democratic shill, as Donald Trump has been framing him, maybe this negotiation mm, yeah, is maybe, aimed more at Donald Trump. I'm trying to find the benefit of the doubt in this, i know, and I'm having I know. a look at trouble. us, yeah. look at us
2: flipping roles here. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, maybe I hope so. It doesn't, but it. But I think what we can both agree on right now is this does not look good. No, this does not look good. Not. I don't. Uh, whatever his intentions may be, be they pure or evil or some. Somewhere in between. It doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good. And yeah. surely he sees that. Uh, again, there's so many astounding things. Why does he allow his report to be trampled and yet why did he give us so much? These are none of this. It doesn't add up. It doesn't. It doesn't reconcile.
0: Right. No, it doesn't. Not at all. Okay. Well, um, we're going to come back to all of this. We're going to talk about Deutsche Bank specifically too, and Don McGahn, and Jared Kushner, and Ivanka Trump, and everything gets worse and worse and worse as we climb our way through all of this crap. But before we do, yes. I, I, this is one of the first times I've got to talk to you, Buzz, about bugger off bug repellent because I
2: think you, it. I think it is. I would remember yeah. if we. Had talked about bugger off before
0: why well, and i'm so relieved because <laughs> you're a guy who lives in a part of the world where there are like bugs flying insects this is <laughs> the size what are you of vultures about? <laughs> what are
2: you what are you talking about you're covered with uh, them right now i need to get that, you rush yeah.
0: delivery some bugger off bug oh, repellent is,
2: it, this time of year and i'm serious and every floridian knows about this it's love bug season Eww. and these are little tiny black beetles that fly through the air uh while humping <laughs> they, that's hence the name love bug, and and so they fly in pairs. They fly, you know, connected, uh, like they're refueling in air. Yeah, you know. Uh, the- and 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 the, and I was like mowing my lawn the other. That wasn't like it. I was actually mowing my lawn. And to walk through a cloud of these oh, things. Oh, no. Bunch a bunch of humping uh, A cloud of humping love <laughs> bugs. Yes.
0: Jesus Christ. It didn't yeah, give you so. any ideas, right? I mean, because it's like watching porn. You see a scene from porn, and you're like, oh, that's a great idea. Maybe I, I can do that. Myself, I
2: said to myself, I wish somebody would invent bugger off.
0: <laughs> that's what, or I need to find me a bug to hump. Uh, something <laughs> like that. But, you know, thank God there is bugger off, bug repellent, because uh, not whether you're in Florida or whether you're in the swamps of Washington, D.C. or any mm. point in between. Uh, we're right on the verge of flying insect season where there are mosquitoes and all kinds of gnats and all kinds of other creepy crawlies that we're dealing with. If you're tired of bug bites, you've come to the right place. Bugger off bomb was created to swear off all the pesky mosquitoes that plague us every single season. There's a straightforward ingredient list. It's easy to travel with in, a, in its own convenient little screw-off tin. I love this. It's almost like uh, Chris Lavoie's Banded Masculine Candles. It's the same kind of tin. We just screw that off. It's it's basically indestructible, and I think small enough to fit on your carry-on for uh, uh, those airline flights. It's made specifically for everyone. Uh, for example, fishermen, hikers, soccer moms, beachgoers, cruelty-free skincare enthusiasts, you know, that group. Uh, your, your Uncle Joe, for example. I don't even know who that is, but here it is anyway. No nasty chemicals in it. It is DEET-free. It's kind to humans in the environment. It contains two key ingredients for fighting pesky bugs and other creepy crawlies, eucalyptus and- Citronella is in there. It also contains non-GMO soybean oil, beeswax, thyme, rosemary, cedarwood, geranium, basil, eucalyptus, and citronella, citronella essential oils. Also, excellent ingredients for chicken marsala. I'm just passing that along. <laughs> By the way, holy hell, it smells way, way better than store-bought repellents. Bugger off smells clean and fresh, and it won't stain your clothing. Plus, no more skeeter bites. Another line of defense against any insect-borne diseases. Yeah,
2: you know, like skeeter bites. I don't, I don't mind the itching, but. I don't like the swelling.
0: <laughs> I hate the itching, but I don't mind the swelling. Yeah. Just t- 1095. See, they need to use that for uh the next bugger off bomb commercial. <laughs> Thank you. I see there's a reason why I had you. I'm on here person. to help. Just 1095 at buggeroffbalm.com, but use our promo code B-O-B-C for 15% off your order. Support this show by supporting Bugger Off Bomb and stay bug-free all damn summer long. Again, that's Bugger Off Bomb, buggeroffbomb.com, or just click the link on the podcast page. Thank you. The Bob Sesca Show. Straight on
1: a bar. It's cold
0: in Atlanta. It's a group called Norway House, cold in Atlanta from. Why Are There Strawberries Coming Out of My Face? <laughs> That's the name of the album. I'm going to read exactly, that again. Kid. Why Are There Strawberries Coming Out of My Face? That is the uh, actual name of the Norway it's House It's just
2: album. acne. It'll be better as you mature.
0: <laughs> Norwayhouse.bandcamp.com if you want more. Plus, there's a link in the description below to uh, get all of uh, Norway House's music. Uh, okay, I like it. it's
2: it's haunting. It's it, it's haunting, and I like that.
0: Yeah, really, really haunting song. And it's, of course, it's uh,
2: it's, it's, I, it's it's just a touch goth, which I like.
0: Yes, very yeah. much so. And in fact, yeah. uh, I'm playing this uh, for Georgia and that ridiculous Georgia abortion law. Oh but-
2: yeah. Oh, I've been I've been politically active myself, Bob. I've been circulating a petition for a bill that would jail women for choosing to wear eyeshadow. <laughs> Uh, because that's I, I'm not sure. Shit. Yeah, that's me. I'm because personally, I don't feel that women have the right morality and judgment to make a decision about eyeshadow. Yeah. Under my bill, only Marilyn Manson has
0: that right. So That's, that's true. I heard. The that I'm right. circulating. Yeah. And
2: that's why I like the dark music.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I, I think that's the core of this entire issue. A lot of men don't trust women to make choices about their own yep. bodies, so we got that's to do insane. it for themselves. Yeah. We got to do it for them. Got to make their choices I, for them. I don't,
2: I don't know if it was Kimberly A. Johnson or somebody else who, who said on Twitter, look, uh, this shouldn't even be about, uh, you know, whether the, the mother's life is at stake or, or it's a case of rape or incest. Just make it legal. Just make it legal yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I do, uh, you know, uh, please tell us whatever you have to tell us. And then uh, here's where I think I can be uh, Johnny Sunshine and bring you <laughs> some good news. But but lay it out. What, yeah. You know, what's what's on your mind,
0: Bob? I, you know, I think it yeah. comes down to body sovereignty. I, I wrote an entire piece in Salon uh, that's out today, in fact and uh i made the case that you know what with the abortion issue i've been talking about this issue for 35 years now uh-huh. yeah. and of course it's been yeah. on the table as a as a debatable issue for many many more years and decades uh, prior to that uh the thing now though i'm really growing tired of this whole r- kind of recursive let's backtrack through the life cycle when does a soul enter the body when's a person a person when does life begin what's the site irrelevant and, all of it irrelevant all of it's irrelevant because what this, the bottom line in all of this, is personal body sovereignty. We have purview over our own internal organs, and if there is a medical treatment that is approved by the FDA to treat a medical condition known as pregnancy, which can kill you, uh-huh. uh, yes. then then we have the right to avail ourselves of that medical treatment. I think that's the basic, Absolutely. fundamental fact of this entire thing. Body sovereignty I,
2: I i worry and i think you're absolutely right I, I agree with everything you said there i don't know if uh joe lunchbox <laughs> is gonna buy into body sovereignty
0: does joe lunchbox uh, know uh johnny sunshine are they friends
2: they live three houses down <laughs> from here and uh yeah they uh so you know i i, I just i don't know you know there's, there's got to be another way to sell that but you're absolutely right yeah. i mean uh i uh, as, as you know you're you're talking to smart people mostly, but yeah. but at some point we're going to want to reach the average person, again, busy. And, and But I think that a lot of this, I think a lot of this talk about the stages of life and when the soul and and, and yeah. uh, whether the mother and, and whether, you know, whether all, all these parameters, was there rape, was there incest, was it consensual rape, as one uh, Republican put it? Uh, <laughs> these are all distractions, folks. It's just, it's the woman, it's her her body, and it's her decision. That's really all there is to it. Yep. And, and uh, may I, I'll just go ahead, may I, may I offer up some sunshine on this subject? Okay, Johnny Sunshine. Okay, well, here it is. Uh, first of all, um, uh, we have the very good news that uh, district attorneys and prosecutors across the country, including in red states like Utah and Georgia and elsewhere, mm-hmm. are already refusing to prosecute these new laws, wow. these new conservative laws, they have that ultimate right. Mm-hmm. They can't be fired. They, the, they, yeah, only by the <laughs> voters in some cases. But this, this is not, uh, you know, this is this is a, a right that prosecutors have, and prosecutors, even in the reddest of states, are saying, no, we're not going to, we're not going to enforce this. Yeah, we, we don't care. They can, they can take Roe v. Wade off the books. But we're still not going to enforce it. And then, and then here's this piece of good news. of the American public, 71, I believe, is the current number. It had been 73. It's 71 now. 71% of the American public supports Roe v. Wade legalization of abortion. Yeah. More than 7 out of Mm -hmm. 10. Uh, Let's see. What else we got? Oh, only 23%. Fewer than one in... four. Maybe, yeah, fewer than one in five, What well, fewer than one in four Americans. Fewer than one in four Americans uh, support uh, dumping Roe v. Wade. Right. So that's a real minority there. That's, that's your pro-life crowd. That's how small they actually are. Yeah. And then 52% of Republicans are in favor of keeping Roe v. Wade legalization of abortion. That's right. Keeping that in place. Those are all realities that these Republican politicians uh, as, uh, between Washington and, and Alabama and Missouri and elsewhere are going to have to face. Uh, these are realities, political voting realities they're going to have to face. They've chosen to make this an issue for 2020. Well, guess what? It is. Congratulations and good luck to you. <laughs> and, and, and then the third uh, sort of encouraging thing about this is going back 100 years ago, this sort of goes back to the prosecutors, Going back to 100 years ago, when abortion truly was illegal in this country, prosecutors could almost never get a jury to convict the woman. That's right. So even so, prosecutors saying, ah, dump Roe v. Wade, we're still not going to enforce. We're still not going to prosecute women. Uh, They say for the last 100 years, uh, juries have refused uh, in the vast majority of cases uh, not to prosecute these women. And uh, furthermore, the American public is 100% against you. Sure, go ahead with this anti-abortion thing and see how far it it gets you.
0: Yeah, but you would think by watching uh, Chris Matthews and Chuck Todd on the, you know, liberal network, Uh uh, you would think that the American people are just lined up with torches and pitchforks against uh, abortion rights, against the right to, you know, a perfectly approved and safe medical treatment.
2: I I endorse the uh, pitchforks and and torches nevertheless because— even though we have all of what I've laid out on on our side, it is no less a threat. it is no less condemning of women. it is no less demeaning of women. It is no less intimidating to women uh, and 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 it must be stopped. It must be it must be quelled and it must be called out for the small minority that it truly is. Yeah. Uh, you know this this is certainly a time for outrage, even if we know we're going to win because we've got to stop this kind of talk and yeah. and uh, this sort of uh, this sort of shaming and labeling of women that occurs because of this and uh, there's only one way to make that stop and that's to to stop the talk of it to the extent that we can by recognizing it's not really an issue. Abortions are are at an
0: all time low.
2: Why yeah. are we even talking about this?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. What well, the problem? Because is, it's
2: a distraction. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't label it necessarily as a distraction, but I would say yeah. that
2: uh, I, I would as such. I mean, it's a tr- it's a genuine, it's a sincere fight, but it also helps distract from you know that other thing, right? Yeah, well, that's true.
0: And at the same time, I think it's meant as a, as a gigantic pander to the evangelical base of the Republican Party. I think that's that's a big part of it. But I think, you know, going back to what I was saying about Chris Matthews and Chuck Todd, what they're doing is they're for some reason, I don't understand why exactly, but they're perpetuating a lot of the stereotypes around this. I know Chris Matthews has been screaming for the last couple of weeks about the Democrats and late term abortion as if somehow there are there are women lined up for elective late term abortions to say, okay, get it out of me and kill it. Well, that's not happening. It just doesn't happen. One percent of all abortions happen in the third trimester and it's strictly or at the late second trimester into the third trimester and that is strictly because of medical necessity that is the only reason in this country why late-term abortions happen because there is some threat to the health and or life of the pregnant mother or uh, there is some sort of catastrophic birth defect that is uh, going on as well meanwhile Chuck Todd is quizzing Bernie Sanders for some reason yeah. about women who choose abortion in order to select the gender of their child, which just, again, never, Why ever are we entertaining?
2: happens. Why are we entertaining? Yeah, that it's just yeah. Non- All it does is Here-
0: perpetuate that that weird uh, kind of motivation which doesn't actually exist.
2: Yeah, these, these guys aren't helping. I think, uh, bless their hearts, uh, I, I think uh, Chris and Chuck aren't aren't entirely with us half the time yeah uh, and and what I mean what I mean by that is they're... Half the time they're right and smart, and half the time they're wrong. And I do you say
0: drunk and, or high. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no. I, 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 w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't infer that or, or
2: their sanity or anything else. I'm just yeah. saying sometimes they're right and make sense, and sometimes they're wrong and it, it sounds ridiculous. Right. Uh, you know, that's so. Yeah, you have to be aware of that with these these two <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, they have a lot of they yeah. have a lot to contribute. You know, it's funny. They all they all three have something in common. They and Sanders all have done some good things and have done some weird things mm. and uh, that are harder to defend. And so, yeah, it's and maybe that's just maybe that's the nature of people to a certain extent. I, I think uh, for Republicans though, I think that uh, abortion and voter fraud are a lot alike for them because yeah. they play them the same way. And here's what I mean. Uh, uh, Republicans like to fix something that isn't broken. Yeah. In, the, in this case, uh, like I said, abortion's at a, at a minimal. It's none of your damn business. Why are you doing this? Uh, and, and they're portraying it as a major problem. The murdering, the mass murdering of babies. That's what we've got in this country. Mm-hmm. The mass murdering of babies uh, who have rights to and should vote and drink beer. Uh, and, then, and then you have the argument about voter fraud, which, again, like abortion— does not statistically exist. That's so, right. once again, in both cases, the tactic is the same, whether it's abortion or voter fraud, whoever thought we'd lump those two together. Oh, I know. The approach is identical in the Republican Party, and that is to gin up something that does not statistically exist into a major problem of, by God, they're going to fix forgotten country.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know what? It's the same old marketing ploys that we've been seeing in advertising since Mm -hmm. the beginning of advertising, where (laughs) what they do is they invent a problem, and then they create the solution for the problem, and then market that solution. So that's what the Republicans are doing. And uh, it's happening right under the noses of people who really ought to know better. What they're saying is there's this problem of, for example... In-person voter fraud, which actually doesn't exist, and I could go right. into the numbers as to why it's statistically non-existent. That's just the people ta- who yeah. wear
2: fake mustaches.
0: <laughs> exactly. Take my word for it that it mm. does not exist statistically, right. okay. um, and and so now they've created the solution for that, which is voter ID, and that suits their agenda, which is to keep. Uh, minority populations to keep young people, to keep older people from actually voting in elections. Which which
2: is the real reason that they they did it in the first place and they've also uh, convinced they've also convinced folks like my dad that uh, you know, well, you gotta make sure there's no fraud. If you're a decent American, you've got ID. Well, how do you change that perception when it's uh, so completely wrong? Mm. I I just, I I don't know how you come about a thing like that. That's One of the things that drives me most insane is how do we combat these ideas that seem permanently implanted now in a near majority sometimes of the population? It's, yeah. it's very disturbing because I know how long it takes historically for the public to change its mind about a thing, right. I've witnessed—I've witnessed our progression on marijuana. I joined uh, normal in like 1971 <laughs> or something. Wow, what a long I was one of the, fight for one that! Of, huh? one, of, one of the one of the founding members, and I wasn't a wasn't a highly active uh, member of that movement uh, to. to a pun, but uh, it, I have watched it develop over the decades to the point that uh, I never, th- I never thought it would be this far. I interviewed yeah. Keith Stroop, who was uh, one of the founders of Normal and uh, is today a part of its executive board. And uh, you know, he and I were discussing how amazing it was, the, the progress that we made. Of course, it's been decades since then, mm. and, and and so I know, and from seeing watching the civil rights movement and even. The fight to end the Vietnam War, uh, it takes a long damn time. Yeah. Uh, and, And so I know how long it takes to fix these wrong perceptions.
0: Well, I always say, don't give up, because there's always, no. a, there's always a way to do it, and I'm Screw living that. proof that there is a way to do it. I've told this story a gazillion times on the show, and that is that at what one point in my life, when I was 16, 17 years old, because I didn't know any better and I was raised in a Catholic household, I self-identified as conservative, and I was mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, self-identified also as a pro-life conservative. And then a friend of mine came along, asked me a particularly salient question, and my knee-jerk response was, Oh, I guess I am pro-choice because I've answered, you know, because this guy asked me a question. He said, well, what happens if your girlfriend gets pregnant? And I, in a knee-jerk way, just off the top of my head, I just said, well, that'd be her choice to decide. And then I went, oh, God, I'm pro-choice. When did that yeah. happen? Suddenly, I oh. realize. Oh, I guess I am. And all it takes is one sentence, one question a to revelation. turn people around on a lot of these things, and yeah. you have that aha By the moment.
2: Way, there's a guy on line three who says, he's your son?" <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's shit. That guy again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you know what? We're gonna take one last break, and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna get into uh, stupid Watergate a little bit here with everything going on with Deutsche Bank and 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 uh, Michael Cohen and Judge Meta. And so on, right after these words.
1: You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out, unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining, good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign, because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com.
0: Bob Seska. This is Boston's own Quiver, featuring and it's Quiver with three V's in it, just of as course. a programming note, uh, featuring the great Christina Kerr, and this song is called Superheroes, soundcloud.com slash Cambridge Virgo, link in the description below. Okay. The indie hits just keep on coming. I need to get you saying that on tape. <laughs> now, I've got an indie music countdown coming up sometime in the I next uh, oh, week yeah, or two.
2: Oh, oh, can I play? Can I record some stuff for that? That'd be great. Oh, I like
0: that. Oh, sure. Yeah, whenever you want. <laughs> of course. Of course. I never turn you down on that. All right, let's talk about Deutsche Bank and money laundering a little bit uh, for a second here. Um Yeah, of course, Donald Trump's been laundering money. And of course, Jared Kushner's been laundering money. And again, going back to our original thesis on this program, where the hell is Robert Mueller? Bob, where are you? Bob. Bob. Uh, Bob. Bob. Bob Mueller, where are you? Okay, so we know this. We've been following this story for a good long time. We have a strong sense that... Donald Trump has been laundering money for Russians. I think it first occurred to a lot of us when Donald Trump sold that Palm Beach property, that moldy, mildewy estate <laughs> in, in Palm Beach, to uh, the aluminum covered, king. Or, yeah, the covered with love
2: bugs. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> That's right, covered with love bugs. Humping <laughs> <laughs> flying insects at Donald That's Trump's right. property in Palm Beach. Sold it to a Russian uh, on a gigantic markup, made a gigantic profit out of that, raising all kinds of red flags about possible money laundering and so on. And now this Deutsche Bank official comes forward and says, that there have been multiple suspicious transactions made during the campaign during his first year as presidency by legal Uh entities controlled by trump and jared kushner this makes me wonder every time i see a story like this that one of the reasons why jared kushner was hired to work inside the white house is because Donald Trump wanted to keep him really close in order to protect him.
2: And and of the two, Kushner was more uh, successful at at the time, uh, relatively speaking. He certainly hadn't lost the the billion and some dollars that that Trump lost. It's interesting because this was the big bombshell story of the week from the New York Times, and it revealed that uh, there were anti, and I guess there are and typically are because it's required by law, Uh, officers within the bank whose job it was and whose specialty it was to sniff out uh, cases of suspicious activity with accounts uh, particularly money laundering they were money laundering specialists who were aided by some software some computer software that literally set off red lights uh, to alert them well nobody set off more red lights apparently than than kushner and trump but strangely every time they reported this to management and said you know uh, the law suggests that we really should report this to the treasury department it just never happened Deutsche nope. bank management just never got around to it and in fact not only allowed Trump to not pay back his loans to the bank, but in addition to that, but, uh, you know, just uh, let him run roughshod over. At one point, uh, they they laid down and let Trump sue them. <laughs> yeah. and, and yet they kept him on as a client. Something very, very strange going on there. But yeah. uh, in, in the end, uh, when uh, approached by investigators, uh, Deutsche Bank, like Mazars, Trump's accounting firm, uh, actually asked to be subpoenaed uh, for those documents. Uh, so... It'll be interesting to see. I think we're going to see him based on the ruling that we got from Judge Amit Mehta, mm-hmm. uh, Judge Fast Track, uh, just
0: yesterday. <laughs> Judge Fast Track. That's great. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I was pronouncing it meta, as in Meta. Yeah, so meta was meta the, data. I. <laughs> I, I, emph-
2: I emphasize that because I just learned it today, and I'm very proud.
0: That's great. Well, you know, and, and I also wanted to mention, <laughs> too, I mean, the other bit of information that we got from this Deutsche Bank story is that uh, Jared Kushner, mm-hmm. Uh, had some accounts there, at Deutsche Bank, and money mm-hmm. flowed yep. out of Jared's account into the Two. accounts of Russians. We, yeah. Russians, what? Say yeah. what? I know yeah, this I is a ama- because I thought all
2: along it was a big hoax. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I but yeah, I mean- yeah, it's good. And, and and like you said, we've kind of known this, or we've certainly known this in our guts from the very beginning. And now we're finally getting the hard evidence. Jeez, it took long enough. Yeah. Uh. But but we're finally getting the hard evidence enough. Yeah. The walls are closing. I mean, I don't care. It's it's very slow and it's painful, and we get cranky about the, the fact, that, and rightly so, that it's not moving fast enough. But oh, make no mistake. You know, this is the the pile can only get so high, it seems, before it implodes.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, again, I don't know how you can, in good faith, look into a camera and say. This is all a big hoax, and I'm not talking about Donald Trump, because obviously he can do—he can lie just at will. Nobody's, it doesn't matter. Nobody's yeah.
2: better and worse at it.
0: Exactly. Uh, but there are a lot of people who have much stronger reputations than Donald Trump who are still looking at this information and going, Ah, this is a big nothing burger. What not are you convincing. talking about? No, oh. They
2: got nothing. Hey, yeah, some crooked business deal. Yeah. yeah. Some of these people. You
0: know. Right, right. And that's just the stuff that's happening in plain view. Like, oh, we're not going to uh, abide by your subpoenas, Congress, because we think you're acting improperly. Well,
2: uh, we just, uh, I, you know, I don't know if we respond to these things anymore. I don't mm-hmm. know if any of this means anything to us anymore, if yeah. if it has the impact i mean how much more do you need his campaign manager is in jail his personal lawyer is in jail yeah. uh, doesn't this sort of tell you something about the guy mm-hmm. uh, it isn't isn't even that alone which we've known for some time Uh, Isn't that enough to begin an impeachment inquiry into this president?
0: But what we're seeing are a lot of people, including Deutsche Bank, obviously, who seem compelled for some reason. I don't understand this motivation. They're compelled to backstop this guy, whether it's Deutsche Bank or any of the people surrounding Donald Trump, both former and current. Again, I don't understand Uh, other than some form of compromise, keeping them in line. I don't understand what the loyalty is to someone who is... They're treating him, in fact, like he's got like a 90% approval rating. They're, they're treating not, him like he's George W. Bush on the day they after 9 They were.
2: I don't think they do business with him anymore. I, I think that ended... Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, it, it obviously extended into his presidency. Yeah. But I don't know if he still has a relationship with him or not. Uh, I, I do hope and I think we'll get to the bottom of that question. Uh, as you know, uh, Deutsche Bank was already fined, what was it, $630 million, I believe... Yeah. For uh, for laundering Russian money. So uh, they're in trouble. I would think if I were Deutsche Bank uh, (laughs) uh, that I would uh, I would be very, very cooperative at this point that I would uh, want to clean up my act. This is my chance to do so. Uh, uh, Yeah, I'd be happy to give you uh, Trump's financial papers if you'd just be so kind as to send over a subpoena so we can explain Uh, why we violated the privacy of one of our customers, then then we'd be happy to comply.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well,
2: like like I said, they already got this ruling from Judge Mehta. The the Democrats did to uh, force Trump to uh, force Trump's accounting firm, Mazars, uh, to turn over his financial documents from there. Uh, This is a very good sign for Congress and and uh, its chances in the legal fights against subpoenas that lie ahead.
0: I noticed something yesterday, Buzz, that you can kind of file away in the back of your head, uh, connected all There's no room. And-
2: I'm sorry, there's no room. It's all... <laughs> my,
0: the back of my head's loaded all with all Russian up. names right now. Again, yeah. n- no space left. Uh, but regardless, one thing I noticed <laughs> yesterday <laughs> when I was looking in on uh, Donald Trump's Pennsylvania rally, because yeah, I'm insane, oh, and you, and I, I don't think I need to oh, explain no, again no, why... I'm, I'm not, no, it, I'm not expressing
2: embarrassment this time. I'm expressing... <laughs> I'm expressing I'm expressing the 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 fear and dread uh, the, the the horribleness <laughs> of that rally and yeah and how very Hitler it was
0: well of course the only reason I watch those things is the same reason why people watch NASCAR races because they're looking for the crash and I'm oh, yeah. I, I'm Probably just looking one. I'm looking for the collapse personally just yeah just no don't right apologize
2: but I think that was as we discussed before one of those historically important uh, Set of lies. One of those, yeah. you know, one of one of the most important uh, uh, hate rallies that that he's ever held. Yeah, uh, historically important. And you know, it's hard to know which one of them might be or which one of them might not be. But to uh, have the crowd yelling "lock them up" at the FBI yeah. and Democrats, and uh, him saying that uh, this is treason, and he will have William Barr investigate the FBI and Democrats for treason. Uh, this is a complete madman, an emboldened dangerous, dangerous man. And it's just so frightening and disappointing to me that the public doesn't see it. That it, And certainly his supporters don't and never will. Uh, you know, one of the things I learned in, in talking to some Trump supporters is that they really don't want to hear the facts. Yeah, they don't no. care about the facts. All they care about are their feelings. And what they feel is blah, blah, blah. And uh, so never mind the facts. Well, that just how do i as a as a kid who got somewhat educated and and focused on news and and tried to translate for people medical terms and legal terms and and governmental terms uh you know as somebody who's worked with that material all my life how can you not I, I, my life is based on fact i'm i we, we i don't know if we talked about this before my uh, belief system is uh, that of a humanist yeah. somebody who believes in science and fact and the inherent goodness of mankind, mm. uh, you know, and that's that's what I believe in. That's what that's what works for me, uh, and I just I don't see. I, I just I it it's hard for a person such as myself, and I think for most people, regardless of your belief system. Uh, to to find any of this acceptable
0: the first two things uh, f- uh science and facts i'm I'm with you on that one the inherent goodness of mankind yeah maybe not so much
2: uh <laughs> oh I see the bad stuff too yeah but uh, I, what I mean by that is I didn't need a book or a religion to tell me that's wrong to kill people I just somehow knew that yeah you know yeah. I, I knew just somehow knew that it was wrong to Shocking. steal. I didn't I didn't have to be taught that it's somebody else's you, you it's theirs you know it's I, i'm I, it's not a hard concept to grasp, you know right. I just and and so that's I, I i believe that man inherently mankind, womankind inherently has that sense uh, the vast majority of us uh, certainly do and i' the vast Vast majority.
0: Well, the thing I noticed at the rally yesterday was Trump wasn't traveling alone. And usually, you know, the Secret Service, White House press corps and so on, they go along with him on Air Force One when he goes on these rallies and so on. But the one other person Mm -hmm. I noticed who was with him that I don't normally see at just run of the mill Trump rallies was Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. flew with the president to Pennsylvania, flew back with him on Air Force One, probably took another plane back up to uh, New York. Uh, But the fact is that Donald Trump Jr. was along, and I wonder why he was along. Could it have been because of this ruling about uh, Mazars? Could it have been because of this Deutsche Bank ruling? Mm Because all of which involve the Trump organization, of which Donald Trump Jr. is the, what, co-CEO or something along those lines? I forget the exact vice president yeah. of douchebaggery or something An like officer
2: that officer of yeah yeah
0: yeah and so obviously there was some conversation happening on uh, air force one about yeah. these cases between trump and his boy and if you uh, if you and i get in trouble for something i'm going to want to confer with you i'm going to want to yeah keep, i want
2: to i want to keep you close while we figure out how we're going to defend ourselves. Uh, that that's a I think a fair guess, uh, yeah. especially if he doesn't normally accompany for these uh, hate rallies.
0: And, and well, Robert Mueller is our cock blocker of the day, Bob. I, I, well, I'll be the cock blocker of the day too, because I don't think Merrick Garland is going to rule on this appeal. I think Merrick Garland is going to well, recuse, recuse himself from yeah. this D.C. Court of Appeals. But wouldn't
2: it be sweet? I wouldn't know. It just be, you know, well, uh, why should he, Bob? I mean. Did did the did the Republican Senate play fair with him under Mitch McConnell? I I don't know. It's yeah. maybe just this once. <laughs> maybe just this once. I mean, I it would probably be appealed and yeah, you, you technically should probably recuse, but Yeah. I think it'd be fun just to say nope. I'm staying with I'm staying on this case.
0: Yeah, and as much as I would like him to see, to, <laughs> basically to see this guy, the head of the uh, the three judge panel that will see this uh, this appeal of Judge Mehta's uh, decision, uh, I don't think it's going to happen because I think Merrick Garland has too much. Uh, you know, almost like uh, Robert Mueller in the sense that he's too by the book. That he's going to see this as an opportunity for Donald Trump to paint the entire ruling when it's handed yeah. down as being political because. What's- you know, uh, Merrick Garland and Mitch McConnell, blah blah blah. Let's let's
2: get let's get a good seat because if it goes the other way, it's going to be a great show.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, and one more thing about Mitch McConnell too.
2: Yes, yes. And, and this
0: goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning, Buzz, which is that oh, you know boy. whether it's a, a impeachment articles going to a trial in the Senate or it's legislation being passed by the House and then dying in the Senate. Uh, we learned today that Mitch McConnell is planning to block. Every single election security piece of legislation passed by the House of Representatives or introduced in the Senate. So nothing along the lines of securing our elections is going to pass the Mitch McConnell Senate because, of course, uh, patriotism, sovereignty,
2: all the rest of it. Mitch McConnell, uh, Russia's on line three for you.
0: (laughs) Right. Screw national security. Screw the
2: integrity of our elections. Bob's son is holding again on line two.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's maddening knowing that there is no threat from in-person voter fraud. The Republicans are, yeah, of course, right. legislating the hell out of this. But we know right. that Russia and, and possibly other countries, Saudi Arabia, China, etc., North Korea, are, are in the process of hacking the United States, hacking our election, interfering with our election process, attacking uh-huh. American democracy. When that's happening and we have evidence of it, of course Mitch McConnell's not gonna do it. Well,
2: at least they aren't brown people, and that's, that's the
0: important thing. Right. I hope <laughs> Captain Turtle chokes on a love bug. <laughs> All right. While he's humping a crock. You know, see, you got to make the connections between the humping love bugs and the humping Mitch McConnell. So and much it, humping. And, in, and, a, and, a and s- it's spring, so enjoy. <laughs> and a sexy, sexy crock. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's see here. Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, sexyliberal.com. It's Jody Hamilton's From the Bunker Podcast, Stephanie Miller's Happy Hour, Randy Rhodes After Hours, Dino Bedalas, I Want to Be Your Muslim, Fred Sanity with John Fugel saying uh, the first episode dropped last week. Final word with Frangela and the great rude pun and it's so many more uh, on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Again, that's sexyliberal.com, including this year's show. Make sure to subscribe uh, on iTunes and give everyone a five-star rating and review. Meanwhile, Buzz Burbank News and Comment, buzzburbank.com, realmnetwork.com. Uh, Thursday is the best newscast you're going to hear all oh, damn week long. Uh, Buzz Burbank News and Comment. And uh, a little commentary by me in there every once in a while. So uh, make and sure you and download the, and, that.
2: And, and- and this week won
0: by me, too. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. And I, I hope it's impeachment. I hope it's yes, all it is. impeachment. By the way, brand new uh, flavor from Ben and Jerry's to commemorate the whole process. Oh, impeachment really? is going to taste horrible. It's just uh, probably, be- <laughs> but <laughs> all right. bless him anyway. I tried to do a joke at the end. but.